0: 2148 so we do that cool ready deep breaths you're nervous episode 55 let's do it Hello and welcome to the Nordic Keyforge podcast. My name is Jason, the Captain Kirk. And uh, yeah, I'm here today for episode 55. We are going strong and loving it. I'm here with um, Jonas, uh, also known as Hydrophilic Attack. How are you doing?
1: Yo. All How good? are you?
0: Yeah. Hey, feeling good. energetic? Yeah.
1: yeah, as always, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a spring of youth and enthusiasm and energy.
0: <laughs> excellent cool well you're like half my age so you know uh, i should hope you are <laughs> i'm also here with um carl um also known as algonon indeed hello yeah, exactly yeah does it annoy you that we keep doing the algonon uh,
2: a bit but let's
1: <laughs> you should not have said that <laughs> Well, <on> that.
0: <laughs> then we're not gonna <laughs> stop it there, there we go there we go how 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 maybe, how I, you.
2: maybe I really like it like i love it
0: <laughs> <laughs> too late my friend too late
2: <laughs> yeah, cool. no, life, good. Good.
0: life is good cool we uh looking forward to the pre-releases that have been kind of half announced and <laughs> Sweden, if we yeah. even know when they're gonna happen if they happen when they say they're gonna happen
2: yeah but it sounds uh likely like that we're gonna get decks in yeah. uh, late july at least yeah Uh, And then I don't mean the pledges, but actually like... Decks in the shop. Retail stuff. So I think it sounds sick.
1: It's going to be a lot of, from what I've heard, uh, three-deck sealed alliance with WoW. So that's going to be super fun. I'm just really bummed because the week it's rumored is the week I'm traveling. So I will miss it. (sighs) But uh, I think it will be great anyway. Uh, So I'm, I'm happy for everyone else who gets to... And I, have... I think
2: it's a bit uh, risky for me as well Because my wife uh, Might go to Greece That week I-, I think I need to persuade her to stay at home Take care of the kids
0: but... <laughs> Introduce your kids to Keyforge They yeah. old enough mm, True and I mean if if you want to like if you need advice about fitting key forging into your life when you have kids you should listen to the help from Future <laughs> self podcast uh that's out this week um they they have some good advice over there uh, uh really good discussion Yeah they are really good there. I heard yeah, they had a really know. handsome guest. They did. They did. I can confirm that. Um the guest was in court but of of course uh, myself. <laughs> uh yeah. That was a that was a lot of fun. So if you want to go over there, see a bit of a crossover episode as well, uh, go and listen to Help Future Self. Um, yeah, Sydney invited me on uh, for uh, for this week. Um, but yeah, so juggling family life and Keyforge is the game. Yeah, we've got some great advice for you. It basically, means we basically said forget about your family, go and play Keyforge. Great. We spent for about yeah. forty minutes on that. And if you if you heart.
1: Yeah. If you're getting social services on your case, well, that may, just makes it easier in the end to pay more keywords when once your kids are gone. <laughs>
0: exactly. Yeah, I really hope social services don't listen to this podcast <laughs> or understand I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> yeah, but it was a great yeah. listen. I listened to
2: it yeah. Um, yesterday.
0: Yeah, it was like it was like taking off an item on my bucket list. Uh, doing that, I didn't care what we talked about. It was just, it was just good to um, go and do that. But back to the pre-release, it's it's a good for me. It's a good weekend. I hope the hopefully it will stay on that weekend. Otherwise, it's kind of in the window where I am in the area. So hopefully it will stay in that window. But I'm also hoping that the the, the shipment that they if they're sending everything over to Europe at once. That the pledges will also be on that ship, yeah. So we'll also get our stuff around the same time. Yeah, it it makes sense that it would be
1: right. Yeah, it would be really sad if if it's in. I mean, it's good if it's in stores, but if people have supported it and and paid a lot to support the game found, if if we don't get the decks around that time, then yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I think we will. I think we will. Yeah, I
2: think, and I I,
0: I
1: think it's more important that uh,
2: stores get the decks. Uh, early than yeah like yeah
0: i've spoken to a few people recently they're a little bit more upset and people who are kind of they're on they're they're not in our in the the communities that we are but they're in local to me that are a little bit upset that it has taken so long that they expected stuff a little bit sooner and they're already talking about selling (laughs) trying to sell me their decks as well, which made oh. it a little bit disheartening, actually, to mm. to hear that. But hopefully when they actually get here, there is some key force to play. They'll enjoy it, and the experience of it will be like, okay, yeah, well, these these decks that we kind of face value in terms of what we paid with taxes and everything cost maybe about 300 crowns in total each deck. Um, mm. It feels like that they'll get some good use out of them. Yeah. um as well
2: yeah but I think uh I think it's the lack of communication that people are frustrated about and I also think that the fact that other people get their decks means you get more frustrated like if everyone in the world waited uh for like the end of July I don't think people would be as upset so
0: obviously that's a big yeah. part of it like timed it to get get it into people's hands roughly at the same time yeah yeah But that's very difficult. I mean, people are still receiving their, um, I I backed the, uh, is it the professor's for community college deck box with the drawers and the movable thing. And it's such a good product. Um, But I received mine two months ago two months after the first people started receiving theirs and people are still receiving theirs now. So it's Kickstarters backing stuff. It's going to happen because yeah. they don't have the same, what's the word? The same logistical strength as Modi, as Modi had um, really to, to get things out. But I can also understand why people who don't back so much and, you know, aren't connected as we are, might be getting a bit thing. But I was very relieved to know the pre-release was there. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, sure. Any other, any any other, has there been any other news come out of? No? I don't think so. No, not, not this week. Cool. Well, hopefully they are all busy packing our boxes um, so that we... Get them. I uh, did dream uh, well.
2: like two days, two nights ago. Or something, I did dream that I received my pledge. <laughs> and that was a nice dream. <laughs> oh, it makes oh. also that I'm like showing how obsessed I am. Yeah. With the did game you I
1: open guess. any banger deck in uh, the dream? No, no, I did not. <laughs> yeah. So it's like you don't remember or you, do you remember? I don't
2: remember it. Like I don't remember specifics. Uh, I don't remember having the feeling of opening any like Voltour uh, winning deck. No
0: okay here's, maybe here's, I a, here's, a qu- here's a question for you both do you how often do you dream or maybe you're honest do you ever dream of keyforge do you does keyforge games the cards creep into your dream at any time dreams at any time
1: I had periods when I was on Tco like five to ten hours per day uh two three four years ago to uh, more like no now it's like I don't know three years three to four years ago. And right. then I had like TCO dreams, <laughs> but <laughs> these days not really. I have yeah, a healthier relationship with the game.
2: So. <laughs> yeah. I guess those were the days when you racked up uh, thousands of games
0: with that. Uh, uh, VC yeah, that's yours. when I yeah. played
1: Low Curve three thousand times.
0: Yeah. And the, with the the archon becomes a natural.
1: Yeah, it's uh, you. You can't tell where I begin where I end, and the outcome begins. It's.
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah. Have you had any? Keep I, I have, and this is point.
0: what I wanted to kind of just just bring. Now you said you <laughs> dreamt about it. There have been evenings or nights when one of my kids has woken up screaming, and my wife has kicked me out of bed because she's already been up a couple of times to try and settle them, and I've gone there and I've been had the card game in my mind. And the game's on my mind because we were not playing games quite late. And I've been trying to kind of half asleep, trying to settle Edward and thinking, why won't you just sh- stop trying? I've got six Ember. Just forge, <laughs> won't you? <laughs> I'm thinking, why won't you forge? And I'm thinking, and I'm, I'm always trying to say the words. And then I realize, wait a second. You
1: You just need to stun him. So Ida is
0: taxing you even in real life. (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) Um, And I'm just in the place of going, oh, wow, okay, no, no, no. This is where I am. This is a human being. I'm not forging (laughs) anything right now. He needs to sleep. (laughs) Yeah, that's just but, what happens. Yeah, I think you're right about the
2: social services. They shouldn't be listening to you. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I think,
1: well, at least it's good that you're thinking he should forge rather than kill the witch. Uh,
0: yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Go for the hunting witch. <laughs> Bite him. No, don't do that. <laughs> cool. So, uh, yeah, let's, let's move on. The, the plan for today's episode... Um, Jonas and Carl do not know what our main topic is. Um, They don't know the main topic. I have planned the main topic, um, put a lot of thought and planning into this. Um, So hopefully it will, you know, uh, pay off so when we get there we're going to do a quick kind of forge night, um time which is going to take about 40 minutes um, and then we'll kind of get on to our, our main topic which is going to be a lot of fun and then the next episode we're really hoping that we can do the uh, season 20 league review that people have been asking about um, but you know we um, we weren't prepared enough ourselves for that today so we will um, hopefully bring that out as soon as we can uh, once we've prepared um ourselves to make that the episode worth waiting for so that's the plan tonight um what have you guys been doing Keyforge, in the last two weeks like if we do a quick forge night how have you been what you've been doing you want us do you want to go first
1: yeah i haven't been playing much i've been playing a little bit just random games in terms of yeah. a league play i Played one game in the NKFL, no, sorry, the KFPL, and I got knocked out of another bracket. Uh, So my other Kota deck, its first game, I lost. It was really sad. I was up against a deck which had a really scary Star Mm -hmm. Alliance board, and my feeling was, okay, as long as I go... well. If if these things happen, I lose. If I am not, if I don't go first, then can put down a creature on turn one, uh, and I don't get a good starting hand, and my opponent gets really good storylines lines from the start, then they will win. And that's exactly mm. what happened. So mm. uh, at least I feel like there was nothing I could do. So I don't, fe- I didn't feel like uh, I made a mistake. Yeah. So that was good anyway. But uh, it, I feel like. The probability of all these factors happening was maybe like thirty percent or something, mm-hmm. twenty-five. I don't know, probably lower. Uh, and had that not happened, I feel, felt like I had a very good chance at the at the mm-hmm. matchup. So that was a bit of a bummer. But yeah. I still have both captain decks strong. RSS. They're still alive, Steph. so that's my my last hope are in your decks. So Let's we'll see. see how that goes.
0: So then the last two decks that you have, yep. yeah. Treat them well, and they will treat you well.
1: Yeah, that, that is. is
0: that is my top advice for you in going into here. Coming from a um, you know a seasoned um, <clears throat> iron level player. Um. <laughs> um anyway, let's uh, forget my advice for a second. Uh, Carl, how's your Forge night? <clears throat>
1: yeah,
0: I haven't been playing a lot uh, either. I think uh, KFPL
2: is the only like. Uh, tournament play I've done and I started off quite well in KFBL. I was like 5-1 at some point Uh, but now I'm at 7-5 so things have been um, slowing down Mm. for me. So I have a single deck uh, left and unfortunately it's my worst deck of the bunch. It's my DT deck Uh, but it can high roll it can high roll so uh, it can produce insane amounts of ember um, okay, so uh, I don't have any amber control though, so we'll see. I, I don't, I haven't checked what I'm gonna face. Uh, I don't think it's even decided mm-hmm. yet, but uh, yeah, we'll see.
0: But it's been fun so you're, you're in the last, last legs there. Yep, I expect to be knocked out soon.
1: Amber control is overrated anyway.
0: Yeah,
2: exactly. Like it has a key sheet, and it has a doorstep, and it has. A
0: bunch what of it. last do so you need? I mean, yeah, you know. maybe. Maybe that's all you are. need. Yeah, <laughs> cool. Excellent. So, right, well done you, Jason. my Nights. I'm going to be able. I I, f- I feel like I've got a bit of space here to actually talk about my key forge experiences now, uh, without any pressure to uh, get them out. <coughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <I> go <laughs> I for it. Simon isn't here, so one exactly. So I'm going to take advantage of Simon not being here. Um, if he pops in now, because he's got the Link. so if he pops in now and interrupts me i'm going to be pissed uh <laughs> <laughs> my i mean the last two weeks of uh key for for me have been trying to set up the um the pre-release um playing uh, i've been playing kargi so i won wait a sec I be... no i won in the swindle mortal true right um game um against dinobot which was a really fun game we're doing the re- reversal league first um and i took a, I, t- I, I chose the he chose the deck i thought he'd pick i chose his deck which i thought would be best against it and it was actually a really really close game but I was able to, you know, hold out um, for that. And I'm just really pleased that I won a game against Dinobot as well, because he is turning into an absolutely fantastic player. Um, and his videos are really good. Um, and then I lost in Kagi to Lanesuit, uh, to Linus, um, which was a very one. It's basically, I, I brought my World's Glide 3 Eddy deck, which is my main adaptive deck. He brought a Dark Tidings 3 Edo deck. Um, with basically the same move, he just did it better than me in both games and quicker because his Dark tidings was was set up um but then no no and then he he did it quicker than me with my own deck, which made me feel really bad about my deck uh mm-hmm. but he just he he high rolled in his his first one um but it was quite a good experience just kind of seeing kind of feel like seeing um my adaptives deck like his, the, the it's younger more athletic brother it felt like it was playing against so you know oh, um and it was lane be playing so uh hopefully I'm playing against uh, ultimo fox tomorrow lunchtime in that one so i'm just trying to keep up with those kind of one game a week uh, games as much as i can um and the other thing i've been doing is Playing, uh, well, today I received a Windsor Exchange deck from um, JT Russell from Stoppy Lab Work, Captain Planker. So before we started recording, I did a deck opening video. Um, it was kind of a, yeah, not the full deck opening. I kind of knew the houses and stuff, but it was actually, I didn't really get to see what the cards do. And I'm quite excited about it. It is a diplomat deck with a, um, what's the card? Heavy subsidies which is the card that makes keys cost plus six. So um, oh, if I'm gaining two ember he, with a reap, he's gaining one. I can burst and hopefully get, even if I'm mm. forging keys for 12, I can, you know, it feels good that I can oh. forge keys for 12. Oh, both okay.
1: players, both players get, is it just you who get double After ember?
0: reap, each player gains one. So when I reap with, the Diplomat, oh. I gain two, he, the, uh, they get one.
2: No, but I mean... The, uh, the plus six, the, is that uh, for both
0: players? Oh, no, yeah, and then both, yeah. The... That's a very good question, actually.
1: Yeah, I think that's, I didn't realize you had the Diplomat. I was asking about the heavy subsidies. I think I think it increases key costs for both players and both players Yeah, that's right. Gained... each
0: creature gains, gains after we gain one, that's true, yeah. So if I can get there before them, but then I've also got a. Um,
1: Basically, you want to make your key f- first, and then yeah. increase the the price or something like that. And yeah, it's a very
2: interesting. yeah. Well, I don't even know what that is. is. it um? It it's, it's a
0: sanctum artifact.
1: artifact. Oh, an artifact. Okay. Yeah,
0: yeah, mm-hmm. really nice. And then I've also got I've got triple ornate talking trait as well, um, which is really nice. And then I've got a. Ember Road, and the one I'm trying to find is the auction off Persian artifact. Is controller gains one, so I can even like purge it when I need it to then hopefully forge key for ah, just yes, for six right at the end.
1: That's great for for those uh, yeah symmetric artifacts to be able to remove them when you want to yeah
0: yeah exactly. And I feel like I've got the sour pod of this set, which is the is it the Ember Road which is the one where I you put a, a token on it and then you gain Ember. Yeah, the Ember Road. Omni put one trade counter on oh, the Ember yeah. Road, then gain one for each trade count, counter on it. Give control of the Ember Road to your opponent. So then okay. they will then take to have two. I will then three, four, five, going backwards and forth. So it feels like the Sauropod... Is it an Omni or is an Omni? Yeah. Okay.
2: Speeds up the game, then.
0: Yeah.
1: Not as much as you would think, though, because you can only use it. It only comes back to you every third turn, or or I mean, you you use it and then it comes exhausted to your opponent, so they cannot use it the next turn. Ah, okay, okay, yeah. That's true. Yeah. So it's slower than you would think, but still, Yeah. yeah.
0: But I went through this deck today, and I've, um, I'm really excited about what uh, what this could bring. Excellent, cool. I feel like I've, I've kind of used up enough Fortnite time for the last three times I've been <laughs> able to talk, so I'm, I'm happy now.
2: But just speaking about uh, diplomats, um, the deck I got from um, from Cloggins,
0: um yeah.
2: also has diplomats, and uh, I've tested it a bit uh, just versus other other decks. Um, Just on the kitchen table. And it actually is really interesting, I think. Uh, I have um, uh, what is is the Saurian mass capture, city state interest. Oh, yeah. So I have that, and also I have it in Equidon as well as a Maverick. So two of these. Yeah. And also the Brobnar action, which captures uh, for every creature you have in excess of your opponent. And it has a lot of, of token generation so i think the diplomat work uh, quite well in the deck
1: yeah did you mention that one of your city-state interests is a maverick
2: yeah yeah i did i okay, Sorry. I we, which which helps obviously because you you burst in equidon with all the tokens so yeah yeah that's a key card but uh, yeah it's it's fun it's uh, it has a very clear game plan that yeah. deck is really. But otherwise, I think uh, diplomat is is a bit weird. But uh, yeah, with all. The I capture, like the diplomat. Have...
1: Yeah, mm. but but th- that card is really. I uh, sorry, that deck is really crazy. In Schwedde, when we came there to to play against each other, mm. uh, I played against it, and I had a deck that bursted like crazy, <laughs> and you yeah. just kept capturing it all. <laughs> so I thought, <laughs> so like now I will win for sure. I bursted up to like I don't know eighteen. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then, whoops, where did all my amber go? It was just, yeah, it was yeah. insane. Yeah,
2: it's crazy. And it can oh, okay. create, like, I don't know, crazy amount of tokens in a single turn. In, oh, in wow. Zorian. So, yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Thanks, cool. for well,
0: big thank you to um, plugins again for sending those over. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, great, cool. Well, let's get on to the mystery topic for this week. Uh, are you guys ready? You Nervous? And it's a bit warm, so I feel like I see you're sweating. Yeah, very, yeah. yeah I am sweating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just keep your clothes on, please. Um, okay, so what I want to discuss here is a play-by-play of your best game ever. Oh, no, I'm joking. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, that was good. I actually began to sweat now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Play-by-play uh, play of your longest game ever. <laughs> All 30 turns. No, yeah. I think w- w- one of the... the bi- I, I looked for a few different topics and I think this one piqued my interest more and it's the most topical now with the amount of new players coming into the game. I see players coming in on Reddit, picking up decks, wanting to know more, asking kind of the really cool, fun, noob questions that I remember asking... Myself, and so I think three of us seasoned KeyForge players. Hopefully, we've got new players listening to this. I've got some. I've got maybe eight different areas here, and I want your advice for new players over these areas. And then after we've done this, if we've got time, if you've got other areas that I haven't thought of, because you know I put in like a week's effort into this, like an hour's effort into this. if you've got some other areas that you want to um, add to this, then, you know, and I, I can give some advice as well to this. But for me, I planned for both of you. You haven't planned. You don't know anything about this. And I'm looking at Carl's face now thinking, where is the door to the bathroom? How can I get out of this? But you can't. You can go first. Um, what's your best advice for new players in these parts of the game? Starting to play the game getting in and actually starting to play the game and learning how to play the game um i
2: think getting onto tco is a good start like if you are if you have the uh, if you're lucky enough to have like a local scene obviously getting to play mm. a lot uh, there maybe every week would be like the ideal scenario but um i think just getting um Reps in regularly uh, is a good thing, and TCO helps immensely. So for, the,
0: for those players who are very new to the game, what is TCO?
2: TCO is a web client,
0: <laughs> the Crucible
2: Online, um, where you can play your key decks that you just got in.
1: And it will feel awful for 40 minutes or one hour until everything clicks, and then you will be able to play super quickly yeah. with the interface so the interface it makes a really really bad first impression but then once you get used to it it's yeah. really yeah. nice and after it's... a
2: week you maybe start dreaming about it
1: yes
0: yeah <laughs> so. and begging your kids to forge at 2 a.m <laughs> yeah um you the other thing about yeah TCO is it, it's no MTG Arena or Hearthstone it is you you import your deck you pick your deck you find a you find a game you 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 start a game and get someone else to come in and then you literally have to click through every single action that you do but it gets so quick but it also helps you learn the game because it stops at the pause points of the and the decision points so yeah 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 so that's I a agree.
2: good start. But I remember when I when I started, uh, I I didn't play on TCO, but I, I played um uh, I bought maybe four, six, twelve, sixteen decks or something mm. and I uh, just played on the kitchen table versus myself. And I found it so much fun to just pit these decks together and uh I like created tables or did like small leagues or small solo tournaments for the decks just to see which one was stronger, or stuff like mm. that. I think that was really fun. So I mean, if you don't have anyone to play with, I think the game actually can offer <laughs> fun anyway. Uh, so just getting a few decks and uh, just using them in whatever mm. fashion you, you find fun is. Uh, I think the, the game lends itself well to to be played or used in different different ways for different people.
0: Completely agree. Jonas.
1: My advice would be don't worry too much about which deck you're playing at the start. Uh, I remember the first, my eight first decks in and out because I just played them over and over again. Uh, I, I started picking up a, a starter set, and those two first decks, I played a lot of games, and then I picked. I went to the shop and I picked up two more decks and I played those four decks. I then had a lot. Mm. And basically, maybe that's the most fun I've had with like the most I've treasured a deck because as you get more into the game and you buy a lot of decks, they kind of tend to flow together. But uh, take some time and just get to learn whatever decks you have, Uh, unless you're really struggling with. uh, ever making a single key or something then it's fine to move on but but uh yeah that, that would yeah. be my advice
0: yeah uh, my advice would be don't get overwhelmed by the amount of different houses in the game now because when the when Keyforge first came out there were only seven houses in the game now we are we have 11 houses um is it 11 Is that on the 11th or the 12th um i'm losing count already i'm already uh, six sets in
1: 11 is right, I think it was nine with the world's collide and then 10 with unfathomable Unfathomable and and now Equidon. Yeah,
0: yeah, so we've got 11 houses now. Don't worry so much about um, all the houses in the game, maybe just familiarize familiarize yourself with the houses in that set or just in the game you're playing. Um, um, also the new. Keyforge starter set that's coming out has some... They've they've upgraded the starter decks to actually explain on the starter decks, on the actual cards, what different things do. So that's also real, a really good place to come in. Yeah. Okay, moving on. Uh, building your collection. Either of you can go first. Jonas, do you want to go first now, and then I'll, okay. I'll hand it back to um i would say don't
1: it's kind of related to the last point but don't feel the need to expand too fast um like uh, if you have and i know not everyone has but if you have a, an area where you can play sealed or a friend to play sealed with play open mo- most of your decks play them sealed uh instead of opening 12 decks at once and just playing one of them uh that would be for the start. I think that's that's a good idea. Um, yeah. And uh, as you get familiar with what you like, it's in the intermediate stage. That's when you can start thinking about secondary market and and so on. But but experiment at the start and just see what you enjoy playing with, uh, what interactions you like, what kind of houses you enjoy.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I like that advice. Carl?
2: Yeah, I think, like, at this point, if you're getting into the game, a bit related to what we said earlier, I think also maybe focusing on on one set, like the set that is available, is fine, because you have uh, quite a big um, amount of cards uh, in the game now, and just doing it, like, one set at a time, I think that could make sense, uh, if you are learning... uh, Right now, rather than just getting, I don't know, one deck from each uh, set and trying to like learn it all at once, I think I think it makes sense to to not to mention a lot of the sets can't be found in retail anymore, so uh, the problem might solve itself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I think Jonas uh, is onto something. Don't expand uh, too early. Uh, I think it's easy to get. Burned out and a bit. Uh, I mean, uh, depressed about uh, like the return. Let uh, money spend what you, you get in return if you go too fast, buy too many decks because um, most people uh, will be more interested in exploring the what they consider to be the stronger deck, uh, like in the bunch. If you buy a lot of, uh, at the same time, um, I'm also not sure if uh, like. Buying bulks is, if I can recommend that or not. Um, I guess I guess it could make sense just to, to get it, to get it in a bit cheap. Um, but I also think the the sealed experience is uh, is very fun, like to open deck yourself. And I think most people get a closer connection to the deck if you open yourself. So I think maybe yeah. start off that way, and then if you want to uh, buy Bulk later, maybe do that.
0: Yeah. I would say start with the l- latest set as well, because that's really what a lot of people people will be playing. And if you're buying Keyforge, actually Windsor Exchange when it's in the shops, that's all you're gonna be able to buy anyway, unless you can find some cheap um Age of Ascension or Worlds Collide anywhere. Um but then yeah, I was actually gonna say look for good bulk deals. Um, but then, don't look at the decks. Play those decks as if they were sealed. No, pick them up and just play them. Don't worry mm. about what the cards are. Pick them up and play them, and just you know, enjoy, enjoy the craziness of the game. Um, yeah, make notes of some of the the big thing, the big combos that you enjoy. You know, the, a lot of the combos. There, there, there are some big combos out there that are very well known. But some of the stuff maybe not might not have been discovered yet, um, or you discovering that for yourself is actually better than being told what to discover and, and, and what to do. You know, enjoy okay. make your own experience from the game.
1: There, there are there are these handful of like well known infamous combos, but there are so many combos just really small. Yeah. small small cards that are made to interact with each other in just small ways so they don't win you the game but they are just fun to discover once you once you see them for the first time and you're like wow i can do this uh yeah
0: so,
1: so absolutely that i i really agree with that jason
0: nice i'm just getting over this having giving some good advice for some people um <laughs> uh cool rating your decks like working out if your deck is a good deck or not um we could start just by introducing the 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 go-to deck rating system at the at the moment that a lot of people use is SAS. um it uses a base Score of the cards in your deck that um, Nova of Decks of Keyforge has put together with her community, and then you have a synergy score on top of that, and that gives you a SAS rating of what essentially is a good starting place for okay, is this a good strong deck? Is this not a non strong deck? Um, it's not a foolproof plan. But that's the one that a lot of people go to, and there's some other ones out there, and there's could be some other ones coming out as well. But what is your favorite way, is the question, what is your favorite way to rate your decks?
1: I'll go first. I would say forget yeah. everything he said about those systems. <laughs> that's not the best way to start with the game, in my I'm opinion. I'm not saying it's
0: the best way. It's the, it's the, it's the way that people normally find yes. first. And because- maybe... You- Maybe you're because saying decks that of, because yeah. you want
1: me to say what I'm saying. I'm not sure. Yeah, but...
0: <laughs> because decks of Keyforge is also a very good um, uh, filing system um, and database for your decks as well. So it's always good yeah. to, to is a very good tool for that. But the, the tool itself is, is, that's just what people go to. And I didn't say it was the best one.
1: In my opinion, those tools are really good once you're really into the game and you need to, you need to quickly get a view of all your decks and find something. I don't know. I want a deck with a high amber control. Okay. D, okay, what do I have? For a new player, I think you should not look at that. You should just, like I said before, play your decks and enjoy them and see what you like and form your own opinion. Uh, don't don't use any of those systems while you're new. Just enjoy like the discovery and the magic of the game for as long as you can, before you start trying to peel away those layers and see how it works uh, behind the scenes. Enjoy
0: yeah. the magic of the game. Oh, beautiful! Yeah, I like the way you said that. Yeah,
2: yeah, I have to agree as well. I think it can be detrimental if you if you buy four decks, then you log into decks of Keyforge and you see that mm-hmm. they are like in the lower. or whatever of of all decks open, then you get uh, a bit, I mean, you you don't get very interested in in trying them because someone else evaluated them for you and you will likely not buy many more decks that way. So I think uh, at the start, like I really wish there was a way to use, like you could uh, toggle and hide SAS scores, just so you could import the decks and you could, uh, like, use it just as a collection manager, yeah. basically. Uh, but yeah, the, the scores are there. So at the start, uh, I also don't think you need to use the Dex keywords. You can just um, play the decks, uh, make your own evaluation, and then at the later stage, import them, and then, then you can use DOK because it's a great site, uh, great tool, uh, just not for that
1: at that stage, <laughs> probably. And I would say also for us who are more, who have been playing more, we can actually affect. And we are. I, I, this is something I don't do very well myself. But when we have new players, we should try. I don't. If you go to a seal event after the event, you immediately go into the okay and you say, "Ah, I only got a sixty-one mm. deck or something," and that kind of teaches new players that that's what you are supposed to do. So, maybe we at an event where there are new players have a responsibility to kind of de-emphasize the, that aspect
0: uh, yeah
1: and that's something I'm not perfect at this myself. I, I do this thing as well uh, look at the doK afterwards, but but yeah maybe just the thought I had maybe maybe something we can do there
0: i I, do, I really really do agree with that because I do that a couple of times. I bought a couple of worlds collide decks. Um, I opened recently I opened them uh, yes they had Brobner, but I looked through and I thought actually this is a couple of cards I don't have in my collection yet this works well with this if I could set up the board like this I put it into DOK and it tells me it's a 57 I'm just like I'm not even going to bother um, whereas my experience of trying to discover that deck was p- I, quite, can you say pure at that moment it was like it was. I made my mind up and if I could practice and practice and invest in that deck, then maybe it would be better um, and it would get some play um, rather than going into my giveaway pile.
1: I I have a yeah. deck, a, a mass deck, that's like 55 or 57 or something like that. And it has like a 60% win rate in... in mm. In yeah. TCO, not competitive, but still, like you can, even some of those nominally bad decks, they can really actually do quite fine if you just, yeah,
2: yeah,
1: allow them to show you know what they can do.
2: Like, not all uh, Keyforge is like top end Archon competitive, mm-hmm. like, uh, you, ha- you can play. Uh, adaptive you can play like some sas cap uh, tournament environments mm. or, or whatever like the miners and, uh, league for example for example yeah yeah and then you need those those decks <laughs> like and you need to within that um uh, realm of decks uh, you need to maybe spot within your collection what works for me or what doesn't yeah. um so so yeah um, but mm. i think there are different kinds of players coming into the game, uh, someone who is like super competitive and very used to playing maybe other card games, maybe yeah. they should go straight to the OK and look for the second uh, hand market. Or I, I think that's what some people who are new to the game uh, probably will do or should do. But hmm. uh, if you enjoy the game <clears throat> at a casual level, just Getting into the game for the fun of it, uh, I think that's it's good advice to yeah. you, to not start in that direction.
0: Yeah. Okay. Com- completely honest answers, please from both of you f- f- now. Um, how do you, in real life, in reality? <laughs> uh, another way to ask this, <laughs> like, how do you, um, how do you rate your decks? How do you actually come to a conclusion yourself? Um, so I'm
2: very uh, guilty of doing exactly what uh, I tell people not to do. like I buy a lot of decks at uh, by, like maybe four displays of a set. then I open them uh, in All one thing. yeah, yeah. Uh, then I look at the decks first uh, to like make some kind of just my evaluation. Does this look fun or good or whatever? And I put these decks in one pile. And then I look at the decks. I don't find like they nothing sticks out to me. And I put them in another pile. Uh, what happens then,
0: to the other pile, Carl?
2: Then I go to the OK <laughs> and I import all the decks and I check the stats. If there are any decks in the not interested pile that has a high score, I will look at them again. If they don't have a high score it will take a long time before I play them. yeah. And that's uh, bad. I have, like, maybe uh, I have DT decks now, maybe 30, 40, that I haven't even played uh, mm. from my last, uh, which uh, is frustrating. Uh, but yeah, I, I bought so many at the same time because they were cheap. Uh, and um, yeah, I have to <laughs> get going on that.
0: Yeah. No, I and mean, thank you so much for your honesty. I mean, this just shows that this is a, a do what we say, not what we do podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, kind of trying to go from our own mistakes because I think we've got we a lot of, of us got into these routines where we've got these huge collections that we've never played. So, yeah. you know, coming in fresh. And I quite like the fact that um, Nova hasn't got around to sorting out the SAS scores for Winds of Exchange yet. Because the you know it's the same with DT like when it first came out. It's actually I, you make up your own mind before you even have the temptation of being able to import them, um, yeah, in uh, as well. So, yeah. What about you, Jonas? How do you actually do it? Actually,
1: yeah. I only own one hundred fourteen decks. Uh, that's and I've opened one hundred and ten decks, uh, and the reason is. I play every deck at least 10 times. Uh, I may look at it on TCO before I play it, but I do play every deck at least 10 times. And if I enjoy it, I play it more times. Uh, Mm. Some decks I play hundreds of times. One deck I've played thousands of times. So
0: The 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 deck of your dreams, you could say. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
1: So uh, actually, and I am being honest, I do rate my decks by testing them, even even the not good ones. I test them just for for the fun of trying to win with a deck that's not ideal. Uh, yeah. So yeah. yeah. But if you want to know how, like,
2: before you you check the Sas score, how you uh, rate the deck, or how you like check if a deck looks interesting or not, mm. um, then you obviously need some like card knowledge. So if you're yeah. Entirely new to the game, that's very tricky to do. Like it's, it's impossible, yeah. then you just have to play and learn by experience. But if you know the card pool and you have played uh, like a bit, then I think just looking at um, like how many cards can deal with the board, uh, like if you are behind on board, check for those. How many cards can uh, take off Ember from your opponent or stop the opponent from forging keys. Yeah. Um, like how many creatures do you have? Uh, like things like that um, makes you makes you see what kind of deck it is, or what kind of game plan it has, to, it has, or the way it's has to be played, yeah. or maybe some like combo pieces if you if you can spot any. So yeah. when I open a lot of decks, um, that's that's what I look for, and that's what I put in the pile. Also, the amount of like printed amber on cards yeah. is also something I look for.
1: So yeah. another thing you can do, which sounds kind of stupid, but I think it works a bit, is just look at the list once you know all the cards and just how many of those cards do you like? How like if, if, if you have 36 cards, how many cards do you think are either strong or fun? Uh, and if that percentage is quite high, chances are it's a good deck. Um, yeah. But if you want a bit more systematic approach, I think, like you said, counting amber or counting cards that give you amber on play, even if they don't have pips, is a good one. Yeah. And the other one is uh, looking for imbalances in card types between houses uh, because it's much better to have, in my opinion, if you have 18 creatures, it's much better to have than distributed 936 yeah. uh, than 666 uh, okay. between the houses. Uh, then you can set up bigger boards uh, and yeah. threaten in that way. So that's another way, another thing you can look for.
0: Yeah. Cool. Well, but I always you...
2: make the. I always also uh, make the like test myself. How well can I evaluate the SAS score? And I'm extremely bad at that.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm awful. I'm awful at that.
2: Like I see a yeah. deck, and this this looks great. It has to be 75 at least, and I. Op- check and it's like 50 or something <laughs> because i think my in my mind i want things like i want on play stuff i want efficiency and i want yeah. the, the ember pips and then i i look and apparently this deck can't deal with the board at all it doesn't have any ember control yeah. it doesn't have any board control so yeah I think counting the cards is uh,
0: but then it's like it's a good deck for how you want to play yeah. even though against other types of decks it won't be as good, but it's almost like you need to have a system to look at it in one light and then also see the deck in a different light as well so actually well, it's good in this game plan how I like to play, yeah. but if you want to play this type of play then it won't work
2: Yeah. and obviously those decks I do play because they do, do look fun for a reason, even yeah. if the SAS score is low that doesn't mean I don't uh, play or use the deck uh, on the contrary, I, I do so, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Well, thank you both for your honesty. Um, Jonas, you are a, pi- a pillar of hope for us all. Um, <laughs> 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 um I mean, I, I, I de- deck for, for myself, deck, um, rating, or just even trying to find the archetype of a deck, I do not find that easy at all. Like, even though we've gone, um, we've gone through this um, and you guys have been great at going through this, I've struggled to just look at a deck and go yeah okay that's a crush deck that's a rush deck, that's a board control deck that's this deck You know, to to just label it straight away is really difficult, I need to actually pay attention to what it's doing and I've made the mistake of getting way too many decks that I want to play and I don't have enough time to play them so yeah do what we say not what we do Simple's um, cool. Okay, so we've got um, we're not we don't want to go uh, too long in this episode as well. Um, one, or oh, this is a fun one: choosing to Mulligan or not.
2: Yeah, that's very tricky. Yeah. I think that might be among the most skill testing um, areas of a keyboard game. Uh, but it's so deck dependent. So it's very yep. tricky to give like a general advice. But I think uh don't be afraid to mulligan. Uh if your hand looks not good, uh like you have to check um how much worse could it get, uh, <laughs> I guess. Uh, but also in most cases uh if if you aren't happy, I, I think um uh, yeah, I'd rather mulligan. more than (laughs) I'm not sure how to phrase it, but don't be afraid to mulgan is is I guess um, what I would say. Uh, It's a very strong tool in the early game. Um, If you do have a hand that's not like giving you tempo right away. Um, So using it is is very good I think in most cases or in, in many cases.
1: So my general advice would be look at your hand and see do you have a good plan for your first two turns or something like that in in this hand uh, if you do, you can keep and a good plan could just be play three creatures on as player two, turn one that's that's not a bad plan for the start so <clears throat> just that you have like do you have do you have a gambit to do at the start with what you have if so, you can keep your hand otherwise try to get another hand that. That would be my advice.
0: Cool. I lo- I really like that one. Um, my 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 one is normally like you know on a, I guess a, if you get a two 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 hand or a um, if if you're not the starting player, then two 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 hands are very difficult to gain momentum. So, I will, if I don't have a pl- if I get a two 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 hand, I don't have a plan. I will likely Mulligan. The one rule that um over that goes puts everything else out of the water is do i have eureka in my opening hand or not if i have eureka um i will i will keep my hand um otherwise yeah what everyone else set? um yeah because you have is a, such few... a good start so yeah, you
2: have a few <laughs> super strong uh yeah starting cards yeah. and obviously if your deck involves those cards maybe you have- Two of them, Mulgan to find them
0: uh, is yeah. usually like the, yeah. the the right play. And this goes back to knowing your deck and rating your deck yourself. Knowing the deck's game plan is actually you know are you getting your late game cards. If you're getting too many of your late game cards, that's like your Bow nithings and the the too much to protect stuff like that. You don't want too much to protect in your opening hand unless you've got a way to archive, for example. So yeah.
2: And the next step is obviously knowing your opponent's deck as well. If your opponent, if you know you play an opponent which. Uh, who can put down uh, like a witch, like a, a creature that needs to be killed, maybe it's important for you to, as player one, get a creature out that can deal with that uh, potential threat. Stuff like that. So, first level, uh, know your own deck and know maybe if you have any key. Um, starting cards that can really uh, advance your, your game fast. Uh, second step would be know your opponent's ex- uh, deck unless you play Sealed.
1: Um. Even in Sealed, you can make informed guesses like when you play AOA Sealed and if your opponent is play one and they have Untamed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you want to have an answer to Dusk Witch in in... <laughs> yeah in your starting hand like things like that yeah, at least if, yeah. if your deck provides them uh yeah
0: yeah, yeah. true duskwitch is a what is it is a um a one power creature with elusive yeah. isn't it that yeah. has um if uh you know your your players your your it has a mega but so but then your creatures enter play ready Yeah. You know, it's creatures play right. ready so you need to get that off the board. So Omega
1: means it needs to be the last card you play. So you cannot play it and then drop other creatures that enter ready. So it needs to survive until your next turn. And then it does a lot of work. Uh, But if you're playing one and you only get to play one card, it's a really strong threat to put down on turn one and your opponent has nothing in play to deal with it.
0: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, we only have um, a few minutes left of recording time and we don't want to bore all of you. So, um, <sighs> we covered the, a lot of the, the other topics I had, like finding people to play with, playing competitively, dealing with losing, solo play. And we covered other of these as well. But, do you guys have any other, like, very quick one sentence advice? For new players, before we wrap it up,
1: yes, as a Great. rules lawyer, I will have uh, the advice read the card <laughs> uh, <laughs> and the card. The cards they do what they say they do, so each creature it means each creature, it doesn't mean just your opponent's creatures, it means your opponent's awesome. creatures and your creatures. Uh, yeah. and yeah, so basically, yeah, read your card.
0: I laugh at that because I think all of us, we still don't read our cards.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. or cards that we play all the time and it usually works in a way but for some reason in this situation it's different and you play it and oh, oh wait, oh, (laughs) oh no.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. we've done that. Carl?
2: Uh, I don't think I have any like one sentence, I think. I can second uh, Jonas' uh, one because when I played the Myself at the kitchen table uh, the other day, I came upon some like rules interactions, which made me really like question, even if it's yeah. a deck I played, close to 200 times. And I've seen the interaction a lot of times on playing the online client. But then that deals with every, everything for me. So dealing with it yourself is a different thing. And then you need to actually know how it works, how it interacts. Um, so yeah, I think that's that's good advice. Um,
0: yep. Cool. Thank you. Uh, my advice is I just get hooked in with other playing communities around around the world. Really, um, other people, um, other people that give good advice. It's such a welcoming community. Very kind community that we have here. Um, I will link to, I'll put a link to our Discord and our website, nkfl.online, there. And up in the menus, I've got a whole, I put a load of list of resources up there that you can find. Archon Arcane is a really good one. Um, And then there's a link to our Discord. Come and get involved with us, and we can point you in the direction of um, some of the other places that we can. yeah talk about and um uh, and, and 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 it's good for your key forge journey there yeah. as well so i could Excellent. maybe say
2: just as a, as a contrast to the rules lawyer advice here also <laughs> don't focus on the rules <laughs> uh, maybe like if you if you just get into the game you play versus a friend uh, on the kitchen table the most important thing is just to uh, play and get the flow of the game um it doesn't really make any difference if you get some rules interactions wrong or whatever you can ask about that later uh, because there are people who know uh, every single interaction Online or in, in the communities uh, you may visit, but just what playing you, what, and making mistakes is also
0: playing. One second, what do you mean? The, no, no, there, there aren't. There isn't people. There is one person, and that one person is hydrophilic attack. In the that's <laughs> oh, there are um, other people as well, uh. and <laughs> oh, <I'm joking. laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe Richard Garfield. But um, yeah, okay. Well, that's that's it for tonight. Um, thank you so much, uh, listener, for listening. Um, if you've got any other advice, if you're a season player, um, stick it in the podcast channel that we have in our server. Um, if you are new, come and say hi. Um, yep. Come and find us. I am at runners to win on Twitter, captain's deck on the captain's deck on Instagram and other places. Hydro, you're on Twitter on hydro attack. I think. Uh, that's called. Uh, yes.
1: At the hydro underscore attack. Correct. Yeah.
0: And Algonon where you're just in Discord, aren't you? I don't haven't found you anywhere else. No. Nope, on social around. media. So just Algonona um at yes. there as well. Come and find us. And cool. Do you, you guys can relax now? Did, was it were you were you was it okay? Subtopic, surprise topic? I'm, I'm sweating,
1: but it's because stuff. it's really hot. <laughs> it yeah. was a really fun topic, actually. Good work. Yeah.
0: Cool. I yeah. think we should do this again. Actually, it's just someone bring a topic, and no one else knows what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll, we'll get back to these at a later date. Thank you very much for John and Prosper. Good night, everyone. See you later. Bye bye. Stay hydrated.